Hello, everyone, and of course, welcome back to another episode of X Talking Ish with my brother from another mother. Ish. Your boy Ish, you know who it is. What's going on, X? Hey, you know, it's a great day in Nashville. We will get to that very shortly. But other than that, in Houston, Texas, it's another beautiful day out here, and I can always ever be so grateful for what the man above has brought us to this day. Oh, and yeah, as, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir, yes, sir. And as always, if you are on Facebook, please make sure you like and share this broadcast. If you are checking us out on Twitter, please make sure you go ahead and follow my Twitter page at X underscore Williams 81. And if you are checking us out on YouTube, please make sure you subscribe at X Talking Ish and make sure you hit that notification bell so you can check out our future videos in the future. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you. It was it was a little scary with the ding ish over there. I need you to get that ding a little bit better on that one, but we appreciate it. <laughs> All right, as y'all can hear, we are in some great spirits right now. Of course, we did not have a podcast last week, to be completely honest, because it wasn't too much going on around the league. But the breaking news that happened on Sunday morning, which I know, of course, you all heard of, because if ESPN didn't tell you. You know your boy X definitely lets everybody know that Julio Jones is now a Tennessee Titan. And I'm pretty sure everybody out there had no idea and not no idea, but just didn't believe that he was going to go to Tennessee because as a Tennessee Titans fan, I didn't believe it either. I had to make sure I double check, triple check, and checked about another eight more times to make sure all the stories were legitimate because and ish we're gonna have a little conversation on on of course this topic and and everything that that is a font has fell through after this trade this is one of those franchise changing moves that could help alter your franchise moving forward or it could just be another big name that comes into your franchise and either underperform either you know, makes makes a statement but doesn't help you get to where you're trying to go, which is the pinnacle of winning a Super Bowl. Or he does, again, just enough to make do with his contract, but just it's just not good enough. So with that being said, Mr. Ishmael, is this a win or a lose for? Let's just start off with the Tennessee Titans, and we'll go on with the other with the other people that were involved in this trade. Um, no, definitely it's a win for uh, for the Oilers. The Oilers uh, they won. They lost a big piece during free agency. Um, they lost my boy across from AJ Brown. Remind me of his Corey name, Corey Davis. Corey Davis. They lost Corey Davis, who who had he had great numbers. He performed well uh, opposite AJ Brown. So you know when he left in free agency, I do think that there was a hole there that needed to be filled. And it, up until now, it wasn't filled. And then um, yeah, this trade it puts that that offense on another level. Definitely an upgrade to Corey Davis. So. Um, 
I mean, yeah, you got to look at it when you look at it from all sides, even from the financial side with the contract. Um, yeah, it, it's a win for Tennessee. Now, uh, the pressure that's going to come with this, um, the odds that are going to come with this, you know, because a lot of things are going to change now. People are going to start putting them in the conversation. Uh, AFC Championship, if not Super Bowl, um, although that defense is still raggedy over there. Um, but, yeah, it, there are a lot of good things that came out of this trade, and I definitely think you have to say it's a win for the Oilers. And the funny thing that Ish brought up was saying that Corey Davis left and the Titans didn't really address that move. I will backdoor and say they actually did. They went out and got Josh Reynolds from the Los Angeles Rams at the time to replace Corey Davis because I think a lot of people in the Titans fan base didn't think that the Titans would make a move. They would maybe try to go draft-wise and get a younger receiver to try to get a two-for-one to replace Corey Davis, to get Josh Reynolds, you get another young wide receiver, and now you have two wide receivers for that one. That's what I know you're, you're about to disagree, but that's what I was getting at. Now you bring in Julio, who really is a number one, but for this team, A.J. Brown most likely still would be the number one. Julio Brown would be your number two. I mean, I'm sorry, Julio Jones would be your number two. And now you have Josh Reynolds as a number three guy who really is a number two, but will be able to get a lot more looks because of those two on the outside, right? So with this offense moving forward, if you're able to stay healthy, and the funny thing for me as a fan that's watched this team from the bad years of Rusty Smith or a Jake Hurt Locker to some of the better days to Vince Young, even though, you know, he didn't get us to where he wanted to be, or even some of the days of Marcus Mariota before he, he always, of course, was hurt in certain certain years, to where we are now consistently in the playoff mix, won a divisional championship, went to an ASC championship game two years ago. I feel like this this is one of those moves that helps your team build confidence in themselves to say, you know what? Why not? Why can we not compete with everybody else in the AFC? Why we can't compete with Buffalo? Why we can't compete with Baltimore? Why we can't compete with those those bad boys in Kansas City? Because, like you addressed, Ishmael, the defense is a little suspect. I'm not even going front with you. The defense did get addressed in the, in the, in the uh, in the draft, but at the end of the day, it's the defense that's going to have to come together throughout the throughout training camp throughout the regular season for us to believe in that defense like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of last year because we knew what they had on offense, right? And even with their offense, they were still shaky the first six weeks of the NFL season. But that defense started to come along, started to come along, and they played great towards the end of that regular season last year. Helped them go to a Super Bowl and, of course, win the Super Bowl last year. I'm not saying Tennessee Titans will do that. What I'm saying is... You have the makeup of a team in the AFC that finally now can compete with these other high-powered offenses in the AFC. Another thing I want to address as well is I love, I'm serious, I'm serious right now. I love the hoopla that is going on on social media when it comes to the memes, the jokes that all Tennessee Titans as an organization, all we do is run the ball. Derrick Henry. 
I love it because guess what? If you actually watched a Tennessee Titans football game, you should know by now that's not all we do. Numbers might look like that, but it's not all we do. And now you have a now you now have a legit three-headed monster. You can't stack the box. Put eight in the box if you want to against uh, against this offense. So you can have single coverage against AJ Brown. And you can have single coverage against Julio Jones if you want to do that. But again, this is a pick your poison type of offense moving forward to where if the run game is where it's supposed to be, the wide receivers should have a field day on the outside. Ish, your former wide receiver move to defensive back. You should know how scary this offense is moving forward again if everybody is healthy. I, and I just want to say this one more one more before I, I let you I let you in on this one. But again, the jokes with Ryan Tannehill. I hear it all the time. I'm somebody that will say, hey, at the end of the day, you are correct when it comes to Ryan Tannehill is not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He, he's not those guys that can take over a game. But guess what? There are quarterbacks in this league and, and years prior that's been able to win Super Bowls by just being a game manager, not messing up the game, letting the weapons around him do what they need to do to win you games. And if Ryan Tannehill is able to just be a game manager, do not mess it up for everybody else around, I don't see why the Tennessee Titans are not able to compete and go to maybe in the least, at least an AFC championship game. They were just there two years ago. Why can they not go back? So with that being said, Ish, I just wanted to let folks know out there that, hey, this is this is a beautiful time for the for Tennessee Titans, for, for the organization, for the fans, for the state of Tennessee. Hey, I've said it for years now, Ish. We back, son. We back. I mean, um, I, I had to let you just go ahead and do your thing. But uh, just to kind of piggyback on talking about how dangerous this offense is, this offense, this is an offense that a year ago with Corey Davis as the number two uh, scored – 30 or more points in nine games. I mean, like, re really think about that, people. 30 or more points in nine games. This offense was already an offense that was performing at a very high level. They know what they want to do. They go out there, they establish the run, and they play action. Um, they hit guys in the middle of the field. So definitely this is a big move for them. Like I said earlier when we first were addressing whether it's a win or a loss, I'm not concerned about this offense. This offense is automatically going up there as one of the top offenses in the league. It's that defense that is still not – like I just don't feel like enough has been done for that defense. Um, there's still question marks for the defense. Uh, how are they going to um, gel in training camp? Uh, how are you going to get some of these guys' experience early in the season so that when you are – going into a playoff run late in the season, which you're expecting now, I'm expecting a playoff run, you know, maybe back to the AFC Championship game um, at the very least, maybe a Super Bowl if you injuries and everything go the right way. Um, but how is the defense going to be able to do it? Because the defense let the offense down last year. Let's just be honest and call it what it is. The defense let the offense down. So are they going to be able to step up? That's what you got to wait and see. I'm a win see, but um, I am excited about the Oilers. They will win the AFC South. I'm already declaring that. I think it was a mix of both last year. It was a mix of 
defense-wise, the Ravens, when they were able to slow down uh, Derrick Henry, Corey Davis wasn't there due to injury, and A.J. Brown was out there playing through injury. He wasn't able to, of course, wield the team to victory, and, and this, it is what it is. But And I'm not going to, of course, use excuses. The Ravens, of course, beat us. It is what it is. But I just feel like, again, with the addition of Julio, it gives us that added dimension to where you, if even if you do shut down the run, hey, we still got another weapon. And that's something that we've always have missed for such a long time now, for over a decade, is not one, but two wide receivers that are reliable. That is the thing, just being able to have reliable wide receivers. Okay, let's go ahead and get to the comment section right quick, because I know my boys are waiting. Mr. Lee says, yeah, Julio plus Reynolds is definitely an upgrade after losing Jonu and Corey Davis. Just need all your blocking tight ends to slightly step up and play a bigger role. First, just showed some, he said he met some, not come, some sparks of being a pretty good pass catcher. Javier also says injuries permitting is getting to the Super Bowl at a very least or bust, in my opinion. He also says happy for y'all, though, and that's coming from a Texan fan who might switch over and be a Kansas City fan for this season. Who knows? Maybe a Patriots fan. Who knows? Let me know what you're going to be a fan of this year. I know you're not a Texan fan. Yeah, I know you're in Nashville. Go ahead and uh, get you some tights gear there, man. But, uh, no, but seriously, um, with this whole ordeal with Julio coming to Tennessee, the the reason why I, I really appreciate it so much from the general manager is that it shows that we are not just playing t- to be mediocre. We're playing to actually go out here and try to win a Super Bowl. And again, as a Titans fan for such a long for such a long time and just seeing how we bring people in at the end of their end of their career like a Randy Moss, um we we bring people that it didn't seem like their motivation was there to make the contributions they needed to make to make the team better, like a Jadavian Clowney or or even a Albert Hainsworth. So to be able to have a guy like Julio come in with that work ethic already with Bama guys trying to recruit him, Derrick Henry, with a guy like A.J. Brown that is that looks up to him like his idol – I just think that it's a great gelling thing to have in that offensive locker room, especially in the wide receiver room. I mean, that's I, I can't wait to see what they talk about in that wide receiver group. I mean, it's going to be amazing, and um, and also it just gives a, a light to the to the Tennessee Titans. You know, as Kansas City Chiefs has proven, just because you're a small market team in a small market city doesn't mean that you can't get the same type of coverage as New England. Dallas, Miami, L.A., right? So the AFC is starting to get back to maybe what it used to be with Brady in the Manny days, where you might have, you know, those two or, two or three guys that keep on competing for year in and year out for going to the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. Could it be Mahomes and Lamar and Tannehill and Josh Allen? You know, it's going to be interesting to see. And I also just want to say this about Tennessee going into week one. Their their test for the defense, like you just talked about, Ish, week one, Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray. 
We're going we gonna to see how good or bad that defense is week one. And who knows, maybe that game could go into the 40s on both teams. So we're gonna be very, it's going to be very interesting to see what that Tennessee Titans defense looks I like. I mean, that four. first three weeks is going to be a pretty interesting thing, it the is. first three weeks, because you got Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. You got um, Russell Wilson and Seattle Seahawks. And then you got Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts, who um, the Colts did play uh, Tennessee very well last year. So – that's going to be very interesting. It's going to set the tone early on to see what this team is made of. And then, um, you know, they're going to run into some – they got some really good games to come up. Week six, they play the Bills. Week seven, they play the Chiefs. Uh, they play the Rams week nine. Um, we don't know what the Saints are going to look like, but week 10, you got the Saints. Uh, this is a really – like. It's a grueling schedule. This is going to oh, yeah. be interesting to see. Don't forget that added team. game, too. We got 17 yeah, games this game. season. Yeah, you definitely got that extra game. But the the good thing for um, the Oilers is that they play the Texans twice and they play the, the Jags. Jags twice. So it should be four wins. You would expect or, four or three wins. and one. Yeah, three you one, expect one yeah three three and one or four wins. Three and one at the very minimum. But um, yeah, you definitely expect four wins from that. So that's a good thing for them. They're gonna be able to do what they need to do. Um, Julio has a lot to prove though, as well. Um, that's just oh, yeah. one thing I want to oh, say yeah, before we move on. Oh, before yeah, we move on, I do want to say that Julio is coming off injury. Um, he had an okay season last season, not a great season. Um, it's gonna. There, there are people that are doubting him. There are a lot of people out there doubting him. There are a lot of people that I would say um, look at the trade and they don't necessarily think that Tennessee is getting Julio Jones. When you think of Julio Jones, um, they're getting you know what's left of Julio Jones, and he's definitely gonna have to come out and prove something as well. So I'm expecting a fire under him um, to get out there and perform, and that's one of the reasons why I do feel like this offense is going to be scary because. If you do get Julio Jones close to what he has been in the past, you know, before the injuries, um, man, he and A.J. Brown, that's both guys are mismatched. So a, a motivated Julio Jones. I mean, who really wants to cover that? Oh, I mean, nobody. That's, that's scary. Nobody it don't matter if you're 32 or, or 22. I mean, that's it's going to be scary. So two more things before we move on to our next topic. If you, of course, didn't hear the Falcons Got a 2022 second round pick from the Tennessee Titans. They also got a fourth round pick in 2023. Fal uh, Tennessee Titans got Julio Jones and also a sixth round pick in 2023. So, I mean, to be able to get Julio in a sixth round pick, as, as again, as a, as a Titans fan, I definitely don't mind that at you all. You only gave up a second. You only gave up a second. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's, that's like, what I'm saying. I mean, it's like, I appreciate yeah, I like Julio it. Julio so, for a second. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where we were able to get Julio because from what I've heard reports-wise, we actually threw out the best the best trade package. Everybody else team-wise didn't want to give up that much for Julio. So, you remember we talked about it, though. When, when we initially heard that they were exploring trades, we talked about how it doesn't appear that some of these high-valued, high big-name wide receivers – are going on the trade market for what people would expect them to go for. A lot of people, um, you know, when it was first reported, saying Julio, uh, the Falcons are looking for a one. And we said that a long time ago, there's no way they get a one for Julio Jones. Yeah. 
so it was crazy to me to hear that they still thought they were going to get a one because, bruh, if you haven't been paying attention to the NFL, it don't matter if it's Julio Jones or whoever, you're not, not likely to get a one. And for the Titans to put together this package to where they only give away a two and a four, I mean, yeah, definitely hands down they won this trade. Um, we'll have to wait and see what Atlanta does with that second round pick, but – I'm not expecting anything great. Well, one thing I am expecting is to have some exclusives here at X Talking Ish. And unfortunately, our merchandise is not out just yet, but it will be out very soon. But because I am a very valued member of the Tennessee Titan community, and I do appreciate my Titan, my Titan, you know, faithful out there for hooking your boy up with some merchandise out here because I'm the only person in Houston that has this. And, uh, you know, keep, hey, guys, I need y'all to keep this on the low. Don't let the other big networks out there, the four-letter network and the other three-letter network, know what I have. But I do have some exclusive equipment from Tennessee. Let me go ahead and get this right quick. I'm ashamed for you. I, I, I did. I was able to get this new Julio Jones jersey, as you can see. New Julio Jones jersey number eight. Because uh, Mr. A.J. Brown said he's going to be uh, keeping number 11 because Julio said he wants to let him have it. So, look, we got number eight on deck, baby. We, you know, we go, went ahead and got this new jersey. So, you know, this is fresh. This is fresh off the off the. Oh, wait, my bad. My bad. This is fresh off the, the printing press. Mr. Jones. And uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you done with your Julio Jones jersey now? Hey, I'm just I'm just saying we when you out here with X talking is we able to mm-hmm. get some exclusive. You want to drop it on our people. We appreciate everybody for listening. Yep. And, you know, I just appreciate Tennessee for letting me have this jersey. All right. Who, uh, Javier also says he's a Brady fan. My guy. Shout out to the Bucks. Hopefully, oh. maybe maybe I can well. go back to back. We'll see what happened with that. All right. Speaking of another quarterback, that's a. Uh, bad man out here mr aaron Rodgers, and the saga that continues in green bay the leverage battle i pretty much continue to call this because it seems like week after week everybody keeps talking about who has the leverage who has the leverage aaron Rodgers are the green bay packers in the beginning it was aaron Rodgers, but now we move closer to the season a lot of people are speculating that the green bay packers are starting to have more leverage and Aaron Rodgers ish. How do you feel about this? Uh, yeah, I mean, you have to think about it from a common sense standpoint. Uh, he loses leverage the closer you get to the season. Uh, what team wants to bring in a guy, you know, straight off the bat, doesn't know anything about the playbook or anything like that, especially a team that wants to compete late in the season, go to the playoffs and stuff. So when you're looking at the teams that may trade for him for the, the Broncos, I do you make that trade right before the season? I mean, yeah, he's an upgrade to what you have in-house, but you got to teach him the playbook. You got a lot going on. And I'm sure Aaron Rodgers, any place that he goes, he's going to want to be in there uh, before preseason at least. You're not trying to make that kind of move. So I don't know um, really. I, does he want to still play football? Is he content just hosting Jeopardy? Like these are questions that I need answered um, for me because 
I don't know. I don't know how to call this one. I, is he going to go back? Potentially he goes back. Maybe he just goes in and hosts Jeopardy. Um, I don't the, – the Green Bay Packers don't have leverage if Aaron Rodgers really is done with football. Like, if he is at the point where he thinks, like, at the end of the day, I don't have to play anymore, they have zero leverage. Because even if you don't trade him, at the end of the day, if that man is really dead set on I don't have to play this game anymore, then he's not going to play. And then you're stuck with Jordan Love. You know what I mean? Like, it depends on his mindset to determine the leverage. And right now, no one knows what Aaron is thinking. No one knows what he wants to do. Um, You keep getting all these reports out here, but no one actually knows. He has yet to really say if he wants to come back or not. So I'm pretty much done with this situation, if you can't tell. Well, you're done until until we are done with this situation. But no, I completely understand where you're coming from because every week it just, it seems like we're watching a a, a bad soap opera, honestly, um, because it's it's very difficult to talk about because we're talking about an organization that do the that does the right things, right? Not, this is not according to Aaron Rodgers. And and I understand that because <laughs> he saw what happened with Brett Favre, so he's somebody that's that's been there for a while, and he understands how the the business side of things go, right? And with the Green Bay Packers, for them having success for over generations, not decades, not years, for generations now, they kind of look at themselves like the NFL looks at themselves when it comes to no one is bigger than the Shield. No one is bigger than the Green Bay Packers. The only person that's bigger than Green Bay Packers is maybe Vince Lombardi, right? So with that being said, Aaron Rodgers can do the Tom Brady thing he can do the paid Manning thing and go to a different team and win a Super Bowl. I believe in Aaron Rodgers and his skill level to be able to do that. The real question is, like you said in the beginning of what you talked about, is if he goes to Denver, will he go now? Will he go – I mean, because if he goes too late in the season, I 100% agree with you. If you go too late in the season, you're not able to get that – not even just the playbook, but the chemistry amongst the teammates. You're not mm-hmm. able to hit the receivers where you want to hit the receivers at on certain routes and and certain plays. You see the safety over the high. You say, hey, instead of running that post, run that go route. You know, so it's just one of those things where all this stuff does matter. And, Very much so. And if you are Aaron Rodgers, he has options. Like you just said, he can go and host Jeopardy if he wants to. If Aaron Rodgers wanted to, he could retire, sell some wine, play Twitch, play play Twitch. Uh, I'm sorry, be on Twitch playing video games, and go to Hawaii every damn week with his with his girlfriend, and be able to make a million dollars every week because he's Aaron Rodgers. And he make money off his name alone. Okay, so it's not about the money thing. It's not about the Green Bay Packers suck. It's it's about. The respect, and that's what it's always been since day one with Aaron Rodgers is, look, if we're trying to win a Super Bowl, I brought you one, which was 11 years ago. I'm trying to bring you another, and you're not helping me help you get all of us 
to where we need to be, which is the Super Bowl. Because if you're drafting a quarterback in the first round, that's not helping us. That's that's helping you. That's help. That's not helping us because this first round quarterback ain't gonna play, right? So I understand completely where Aaron Rodgers is coming from. The media is gonna look, make him look like a certain way. Of course, the ownership will make him look like a certain way. But the only thing that changes the narrative of everybody is you going out there and go winning games. The same way he did last year, going out and, and having another MVP-like type of season and showing the ownership that, hey, you you all were wrong. I'm not done yet. So it's up to Aaron to go out there and go prove folks again, either on the field or off the field, because he can do it both ways. He could pull him like a Jordan if he wanted to. I'm retired. I'm going I'm to I'm leave for a year, and he can come right back. I, I think he can do that. I wouldn't be surprised if he would. And guess what? Guess what is? Let's just say let's just say a guy like Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson is out for this year. Okay. It sucks for football. It does. But guess what? The shield keeps on moving. And then next year, just imagine the, two, the teams that both of those two, two guys could go to next year. So, the, in the words of Drizzy, Drake, Arby Graham, this is a roly. Not a stopwatch. Shit don't never stop, okay? <laughs> when it comes to this NFL league, baby, it don't matter who you are. This Yo, league going hey, this league is gonna go forward with or without you, okay? Mm-hmm. And as much as I love me some Aaron Rodgers, if he retires, I ain't mad at him. But he'll be back. Cause he's that competitive. He'll be back. I don't doubt it. Alrighty then. Well, that was our quick episode for this week because we only had a couple of topics to talk about, and we wanted to, of course, uh, let y'all know about how we felt on these topics for Julio and Aaron Rodgers next week. Hopefully, again, we'll, we'll get some more info on Aaron Rodgers, what he's going through, and of course, we'll update you on things that are going on in the NFL, college football, and in the high, in high school ranks here in Texas. Uh, of course, as always, see y'all next Tuesday. We will update y'all on time. The reason why we had to move it to, to 3 o'clock today was because of scheduling conflicts. So usually we'll be back. I mean, usually we're here every Tuesday, 9 p.m. If we do have to change, check us out on our Facebook page. We will update everybody time-wise what time we will go on for the day. For next time, make sure y'all check out X Talking Ish. Peace. Thank you.